Hi everyone, it's your host Amy Geckel and we are back with entry 14 of the Eating Disorder Diaries. It's going to be a short intro today because we are now five months into the podcast and I feel like it's time to reintroduce myself a bit. If you're new here, entry one of this series kind of tells my life story from suffering from bulimia on and off for 16 years. And while that entry does capture a lot about my life, I've still got a life otherwise. I've got a lot going on and I feel like it's time we get to know each other better. If you've been listening to me for a while, you know that journaling is my thing. So I thought, why not let y'all take a peek inside my journal? I'm in the midst of planning my wedding and I'm really stressed out, okay? So you're going to hear a lot about that today, but there's so much more going on. So let's just get into it. Here's entry 14. Take a peek into my diary. So I want to start by telling you more about my process of journaling because it really has saved me over and over again in my eating disorder recovery. So I got into journaling because I set a goal to journal every single day for a month straight about two and a half years ago. So I decided I would try adding journaling to my morning routine. And by the way, I am a true morning person like by the book. I have so much energy in the morning. I'm nice. Even before I've had coffee, I wake up early, even on the weekends. I feel like if I sleep in past eight o'clock, I feel guilty and the whole day is over already. So it made sense for me to add journaling to my time in the morning. And honestly, that was when I really established my morning routine, which I'm still doing today, two and a half years later. It's changed a little bit over the years, but I basically start with drinking water after I wake up. Then I will do a 10-minute guided meditation, and then I journal in my three journals, which I talked about in entry two. I also play Wordle and the New York Times mini crossword on my phone every day, and I really try to do that before checking work emails, like the whole morning routine before checking work emails, anything like that, because I always find that checking work emails ruins my mood. Shocker, right? So yeah, I just figured I would read you guys my first journal entry from March 1st, 2021. I think my style of writing has definitely changed since this time. But yeah, I think if you're looking for tips on how to journal, this is me really just talking to myself. So to give some background, I was living alone at this time. It still felt like the COVID era, March 2021. Um And I was having a lot of anxiety. I was drinking too much. I was just in a funky headspace and I wanted to turn it around. So here's what I said. Good morning, March. (laughs) I'm excited for you-us. I have monthly and daily goals I want to conquer, starting with doing morning yoga or stretches and journaling. Other goals for the month are put at least $1,000 towards my credit cards this month and not use the credit cards daily movement aside from stretches and walking Lucy, 
Monday through Friday, daily routine before work, including yoga, journaling, and coffee. Sounds divine. Alcohol intake. Consume at the bare minimum. Alcohol really is having negative consequences for me lately. I spend more, I get hangovers, my anxiety's through the roof. I'm sure I'll crave it, but I have this to come back on and remember why I'm choosing this for my future self. Art. Keep drawing and playing the ukulele. Seems doable to me. I'm sure I'll add to this as time goes on, but I'm glad to have something to refer back to. I also want to set some daily goals. For today, let's fully clean the closet and practice more focus and mindfulness at work. I woke up emotionally hungover and quite tired, which is not the norm. I'm excited to check back in and slowly but surely develop a much needed crush on myself. We've got this. Love, Amy. Okay, that was pretty cute. I was 28. I've since written over a thousand journal entries, I can confidently say. And I did write in my journal every morning that month, at least Monday through Friday. Now I do it on the weekends too, but I will tell you that habit truly stuck. This is how I've been able to form a friendship with myself. I literally just talk to myself every single morning. I talk about things that are bothering me. I talk about the wedding, obviously. Sometimes I'll talk about what I took away from the meditation I did. If you are looking to level up your relationship with yourself and or are looking to enter a place of recovery, this practice really, really helped me out. So anyways, I figured the rest of the episode would just be me talking to you guys like I'm talking in a journal entry today. And I figured it'd be fun because this is also going to be the last solo episode for a while because I have so many amazing guests coming on you guys. I'm so excited for you to hear all the episodes coming up. But yeah, let me tell you about my day so far. It is Saturday, August 26th. This episode comes out on the 29th. I usually do have episodes written and recorded before this, but I've honestly been putting this off. I didn't know exactly what I was going to say in this journal entry episode. Um, Today I woke up around 6.30. My two dogs woke me up whining, actually, so I finally gave in and just got up with them. The first thing I did was drink water and plop down on my couch for the meditation starting the morning routine off strong. I've talked about this before, but I use the channel Great Meditation on YouTube. So I will just pull that up on my phone and pick a 10 minute guided meditation. Most mornings I do this. Today was no different. Then I journaled. I mostly journaled about how stressed I am about the wedding. So let me give you guys the scoop about the wedding. I've never been one to picture my wedding. I never had Pinterest boards. I didn't know about dresses. I didn't follow weddings online. Or I mean, when we were younger, we didn't really do much of that anyways. We didn't have the social that we do now, but I really just wasn't interested in it. Um, So yeah, it's just been a lot of planning and I'm stressed because weddings are so damn expensive. Like if you have not planned a wedding, Maybe you think you can get away with a $20,000 wedding like me. I really wanted to do that. Call me cheap. I don't care. I'm of the opinion that that's too much money for one day. It's just, it feels crazy to me. So I feel like I had a budget in mind and we are just going to go over that significantly. So now my thoughts have been like, okay, can we just ax this and go to Vegas like my parents did and just elope and call it a day. I mean, (laughs) I love Brendan so much, of course, but I also love the idea of having a nice fat savings account too. So it's just been a little painful there. Honestly, you have to think about all of your vendors and venue fees. There's literally, uh, I don't even know guys, there's fees for every single thing and it just sneaks up on you. But also don't get me wrong. I am so excited because we've done a lot of good things for it so far. I've 
found the dress. I found my veil. They are actually perfect. Um, let me take a little detour and tell you guys about my dress try-on experience because it was honestly a dream. And I have to acknowledge that I really lucked out because I understand it doesn't always go that way. And you might not always find a dress you like right away, but I had a really good experience. So let me set the stage for you. My mom was coming into town. Um, well, actually, my parents were. My uncle, who is actually going to be our officiant, was there too. But my parents are on this cross-country road trip. Even right now, they're still on it, which is crazy. And they were here, it feels like a month ago now. Um, but they're going all the places. Of course, they came to Denver to stay with their favorite daughter. And they were here for a little over a week. Uh, and they were arriving on their wedding anniversary. So I decided to fly my sister into town from Chicago as a surprise to them. And yeah, we successfully pulled it off. They were super surprised. I have a video of the surprise on my Instagram at The Eating Disorder Diaries if you want to go check that out. But yeah, I had been talking to my boss who, by the way, I don't think I've ever said this, another detour, but I work in tech. I've been in project management basically my whole life or at least my career life. And right now I manage a team of project managers. I've had the same boss for four years, four and a half years. I think. And she is amazing, incredible, perfect. She really is a true mentor to me. And she's also only a couple of years older than me. And she's basically climbed the ranks in corporate America the same way that I've wanted to. And she's also had very similar life events happen to her a few years ahead of when it's happening to me. So she's always had amazing advice. I met her when she was just engaged, buying her first house. I have since seen her get married, have a baby move across the country. It's been really cool to witness her growth. And in turn, she gives me the scoop on like what to do with my life. So obviously I was talking to her about the wedding and she was asking me when I was going to go try on dresses. And I was like, I don't know. I don't have a plan at all. Probably a couple months from now. And she was like, uh, honey, you should probably get going on that now. Like dresses take months to ship. So I'm like, what better time than when both my mom and sister are here in a few weeks? So I did have a boutique in mind. It's called A and Bay. My eyebrow lady referred it to me, but I've since heard about it a lot. They have nine-ish different locations throughout the States, I think mostly in the West. But the one I went to was right downtown Denver. So yeah, it was, it was just such a nice morning. I, of course, wore white to the appointment. I was feeling very brighty. And we went there and met up with my friend Christy who was featured in Entry 8, if you listened. Um, and yeah, so we had an hour and a half appointment, and we had our own little corner in this chic-looking boutique. And my bridal stylist kind of just took me through all of the dresses and all of the different designers because I didn't know anything about what I wanted my dress to look like or what designers I even liked. So we kind of just started going through the aisles and picking dresses to try on that caught my eye. I think we we may have tried on 11 dresses in total, and I did find the one during this appointment, but it wasn't the first one I tried on, which you hear about all the time. I think that's crazy, but I did love the first one I tried on. It had this tie-up, almost corsety back. It had a slit in it. I really thought that's what I was going to go for, but I ended up going for something that I didn't really expect. And just talking about the dress is honestly getting me excited for the wedding again, even though I've been so stressed out. There was something about the dress that just felt so luxe and so bridal. 
It was really cool. So we decided we liked that one the best. Once we did that, we tried it on one last time and um, my stylist got earrings, a bouquet, and then a veil. And she put the veil on me and I started crying. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm crying right now. I can't believe I'm this girl because I just, I didn't expect to cry. But the veil, it just really tied it all together. And it was the first moment that I was like, holy shit, I'm a bride. I'm having a wedding. And she had me do this whole walk down the aisle moment with my girls watching. It was really special. So afterwards, we went with my dad and my uncle and we saw the venue. If you're familiar with Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado, we're actually getting married in that park. Not the actual amphitheater, but almost like it's called the trading post right below it. It's stunning. And when we got there, they were actually setting up for a wedding that day. So I kind of got to see a visual of what it would look like. And yeah, it was just, it was so unbelievably beautiful, surrounded by mountains. It's freaking epic, honestly. So I'm really excited, but also paranoid because I'm having a fully outdoor wedding ceremony and reception. So my thoughts right now are like, it's going to snow because sometimes it does that in Colorado. And realistically, (laughs) I know I can take a step back and remind myself that statistically Denver has 300 days of sunshine annually. So the odds are in my favor, but it's just where I'm at right now, guys. I'm not done talking about the wedding though. Um, By the way, this is kind of how I write in my journal. I'll be talking about one thing and then flip to something just totally different and then maybe go get coffee, whatever it is. I'll just then come back and start on a totally different thought. So y'all are really getting the immersive experience of what it looks like to be in one of my journal sessions right now. Hopefully you're liking it okay. I know this is not like a typical episode I've done so far, and it doesn't really revolve around eating disorders, but I think by getting to know me as I am today as a recovered person, it just gives you more of a personal glimpse into me and Hopefully you can relate to me in some ways, especially if you're a bride-to-be. But I do just want to acknowledge, throughout the wedding planning, as stressful as it can be, recovery is still at the top of my mind. And I would say subconsciously, because it's not every day that I'm thinking, I'm in recovery, I have to make good choices. It's more of, I'm a completely different person than I was when I was suffering. And even now, when I'm stressed, I'm still showing up for myself. And it used to not be like that. When I got stressed, I would more often than not have a behavior. And then the cycle would just go over and over and over again. So I know that I've come so far. So right now, I would say that I'm just really showing up for myself and doing the morning routines, doing my rituals, even when it feels like I'm just going through the motions. So hopefully, if you're considering doing something like journaling or entering recovery, my story can motivate you. But anyways, back to the wedding. I wanted to list some other things that are going well and things that have been a bust. So we're going to start with the busts because I want to end this on a positive note. So, all right, a couple of busts. I would just say again, the budget, because I haven't really thought about weddings. I didn't know how mandatory different vendors would be, but we're just talking unexpected costs, at least on my end. And no, not just my end, Brendan's end too, because Brendan wouldn't have known. But anyways, these are things like costs for the venue, a DJ, 
all the decor, the flowers, the dress, the tux, the planner, the food and drinks, the shuttles, the photos. And photos, that's another thing. Our engagement photos, I am fully obsessed with. I also have those on the podcast Insta as well if you want to check them out. But one of my close friends who does freelance photography took them and we just had such a blast. We were going around all through downtown Denver and getting in cabs and it just felt so natural being with her because she's my friend and it felt like she could give me direction without it being awkward. She's just so talented. I love her. So I immediately asked her to take our photos for our wedding and she's so sweet. She agreed right away. But we also want her to be our guest. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized she needs to be a guest at our wedding and not the photographer. So I'm currently still on the hunt for a photographer. Again, more money for that. Yay. Um, We were also planning on having a welcome party at our apartment. Our apartment has a bunch of amenity rooms that you can rent out, whether it's like a roof or a game room. They're honestly all amazing. We love them. And we were planning on doing some type of welcome event in one of the rooms with snacks and drinks, just because so many people will be traveling in and they're people we never really get to see. So we had a plan to do that, but we just talked to our apartment and they can't host that many people. I think all in all, we're going to have about a hundred, give or take. So we're axing that, which stinks, but I think we'll probably just end up doing the rehearsal and rehearsal dinner with close family instead. So that'll be special still. Um, and that's really it in regards to the bad stuff. I will say that finalizing the vendors seems like the hardest part. And I know I've been complaining about the costs. I guess maybe I just need a reality check that this is what weddings are. But anyways, I will, I'll just say it felt like there's been a huge weight of anxiety in my chest. I literally can feel it in my body. I was telling Brendan, like, I need to be meditating for 30 minutes a day, not just 10. But I. I know it could really be worse. And I mean, we're doing the damn thing. I think by being smart with our money and establishing a set budget now, we kind of know where we're going to end up and that's helping me feel more prepared and in control. So please wish me luck on that, guys. Um, And as far as the good things, there's been a lot that's just been fun to do so far. We go to Red Rocks shows all the time. So we, we always like go away and take a peek at our venue, which is fun. Obviously, finding the dress was really fun. We are going to have siblings only in our wedding party, which I think is really cool. They're all in their 20s. They're young. It's just going to be a good time. Um, I really loved designing the save the dates and the website. I did the save the dates on Canva. I kind of do everything on Canva. Um, What else? It's also just been fun to see all of the videos on my For You page, which you've got to picture what I'm seeing. It's all brides, all wedding things, all things that I wish I would have done in my wedding, I wouldn't have done. So I'm learning a lot. Um, I will spend hours on the TikTok rabbit hole sometimes, which is not great, but still, honestly, I always take away something. So yeah, I'll keep you guys uh, updated on that too as we get closer. We're getting married in June, so it's about nine months away. I know it's going to creep up on us, but we've got time. We've got time. Um, And I really just want to take a step back it helps to remind myself that this really is about the love that I have for my partner and for us taking that next step in our relationship. I am so excited to give him my vows and really just start life as a married couple. Very sweet. But aside from that, that's all about the wedding. I'm done. (laughs) Um, A couple of other life updates. 
I've just picked myself out of a slump with working out. I have always said, and I really do think that I have a pretty good relationship with working out. It's never been a problem for me because I genuinely love working out, but I put a pause on my gym membership this summer because they have so many heated classes and the thought of going into another heated room and sweating the way that I do and then coming out into the hellish weather that we have, it just, it makes my stomach hurt. So I had to put a pause on that. Um, So instead of going to my studio, I've just been doing a lot of YouTube workouts and a lot of walking, which is fine, but I felt like I haven't I don't know. I haven't been really consistent with it. I need something more structured to make me feel motivated. So I decided to sign up for a half marathon. It's called Boulderthon. It's in Boulder. Um, We're about six weeks out now and I'm following a pretty structured plan because I'm really not a runner. I did run this half marathon last year. It was my first one. But when I signed up, I didn't know what I was doing at all. I didn't follow a guide. And at the time of the race, I was sick. So I ran it really slowly. So I think I'm going to do better this year. Um, but I'm also not focused on time, but I kind of am like, oh my God, what if I don't beat my time from last year and I was sick, but okay. I am just feeling good that I'm working out very consistently. Other than that, we're hosting a Halloween party. Any guesses what will be? Um, and also just LOL at me telling myself how stressed I am about planning a wedding. And then I decide to train for a half marathon and plan a Halloween party and put out podcast episodes as well. But, you know, I thrive in the chaos, I guess. I think this is it for segment one. We will be right back with segment number two. Dokie. Segment number two. If you've listened, you know what's coming. We've got a recommendation and a positive self-affirmation. I think recommendations this week are going to be what I listen to when I'm running, which is almost exclusively podcasts or music by Machine Gun Kelly on repeat. If you know me in real life, you know I am obsessed with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. I will listen to MGK on repeat. It's not for everyone, I know, but if you do share the same obsession as me, I think we will get along. Podcasts, though, I do have to recommend one for really long runs or even road trips, and that podcast is called Normal Gossip because the episodes are almost always an hour long, so they're nice and long, and basically the host will just tell a story that's been written in and gossip about it. It's like, a funny dramatic story of an elaborate situation and she introduces all of the characters and asks someone that is on with her like what their thoughts are it's basically just two friends gossiping with each other and it's entertaining enough it's definitely I prefer someone telling me a story when I'm running because I get bored I mean I'm training to run over 13 miles so I need something entertaining in my ears um so normal gossip is a good one Also, other podcasts that I recommend that I really like are Call Her Daddy. Love Call Her Daddy. Um, If you only know about Call Her Daddy from a couple of years ago, the show is totally different now. I recommend giving it a listen. There's always really interesting celebrities that are interviewed. 
controversial, but I also do enjoy Sophia with an F. If you follow that Call Her Daddy drama at all, you know what I'm talking about. If you're looking for more almost crime junkie-esque shows, which also love crime junkie, I would recommend Scamanda, The Retrievals, and Dr. Death. All of these are like stories told to you. So they really kept my attention. They're all juicy and good. And I don't know. I honestly, I like them all equally. They're told anywhere in in five to 10 different episodes. So it's good for road trip binges or honestly, even aside from running, I'm always listening to podcasts. I listen when I'm walking the dogs, when I'm doing chores. I listen to The Daily almost every day. I started that when I had a work commute. I now work fully from home, so I'll just pop that on when I'm eating breakfast or something. But yeah, my recommendations for this week are Machine Gun Kelly albums, specifically Tickets to My Downfall and Mainstream Sellout, and the podcast that I just listed. For a positive self-affirmation, I guess just something that I'm proud of, I'm thinking back to that first journal entry I read to you guys from two and a half years ago. And in that journal entry, I was trying to establish a routine. I talked about paying off my credit card. Since then, I obviously now have that morning routine fully integrated into my life, which has become major for me. I've also become debt-free. And I think back to when I was really suffering from my eating disorder, I wasn't in control of my actions. I also really wasn't in control of my finances. So it's really amazing to see how far I've come in two and a half years there. I also talked in the journal entry about doing more art. And I think I mean, even having the podcast now is sort of my art form. So I haven't stopped doing what I said I'd do almost three years ago now, and it's changed my life. So I want to give myself some kudos for having the discipline to create that routine and establish those little habits because my life is totally different now in a good way. And I always sign my journal entries with I love you. So it's fitting to sign off this journal entry episode with self. I love you. We've come so far. Life is busy, but good. And being recovered makes it that much sweeter. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Hopefully you liked this different episode and learned a thing or two about me. And like I said, that'll be all for me for a while. We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. So stay tuned and I'll talk to you in two weeks. This podcast was written and produced by me, Amy Geckel, with music from Coma Media. Stay tuned on Instagram for updates at The Eating Disorder Diaries. And if you want someone to talk to, DM me there or email me. Email is linked in the show notes. Thank you all so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode.